Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jay, and this is the Rewatch Podcast. I watch movies all the time. Then I like to rewatch them, and sometimes I'll even watch them again. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible. I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them. And sometimes I'll have special guests join me. This is the Rewatch Podcast. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I am Jay Thomas, and this week we are taking a look at one of the, I don't know, best sequels, maybe? Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Sean is back with me once again. Sean, welcome. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. You know, on the rate of scale of sequels, this is up there for me with Gremlins 2. And maybe it's just a New York City setting. I don't know. There's some kind of magic where they take the sequel to New York City in the 90s, and it all kind of works out. Gremlins 2, I know, was what? That 80, was that in the 90s? 89? 91? Yeah, 89, I think. Well, either way, New York City yeah. is a magic time for comedy sequels it late is. 80s early 90s before we get to home alone 2 because i know we've both seen this a lot we can talk about it for hours uh i did want to bring up a big movie news thing that came up about 20 minutes ago so you know dc's like reshuffling that they're doing with all their movies and james gunn's mm-hmm. kind of taking over everything i've heard such uh, things henry cavill is now out as superman again <laughs> he just was announced back he had little cameo in black adam and it's like oh he's back cool and they used john williams theme it was like that's fantastic and then he put out a statement today that he is no longer superman because of the restructuring and james gunn's actually writing a new superman movie but i i get it if they're restarting everything like kind of hard to keep any Snyderverse things but sure i mean dwayne johnson was just talking about how like you know black adam was changing everything in dc but did you see black adam yet i did see black adam yes and the honest trailer about it is 100 percent accurate and i mean it's still pretty snyder versy like it it is features those versions and connects to shazam so i don't know what that means for like shazam and stuff i mean or peacemaker because technically that's in the snyder verse but that was james gunn's thing so who knows but yeah i'm kind of bummed because while i didn't really like the henry cavill movies that much i like parts of him i did like him as superman yeah i liked a little bit of both i liked him and i liked the movie and i mean it wasn't perfect i like how how hard it leaned into science fiction I yeah know it's not very superman like but you know what this opens up for us now this is finally you're gonna get that nicholas cage as superman movie you've been talking about since uh, Kevin Smith was going to direct it with Tim Burton producing. Yeah, Nick Cage smooches good. You tell him! Nick Cage smooches good! It's oh going to happen God. now. I, did you ever bring... see that documentary by chance? I never saw the documentary. I saw like the test footage of like Cage in the costume and like the sparkly yeah. Superman outfit, which was glorious. So it's It was bizarre, and I'm glad it never happened, but yeah, I was I was bummed because I know how much Henry Cavill seemed to really enjoy it and wanted to come back and be like an uplifting Superman. And then now it's not. Yeah, not well, I happen. heard. Well, that's what I'm so curious of what his next move is, because he left The Witcher or was asked to leave The Witcher. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that I thought it was to focus like on a DC movie. But then I also read somewhere that he had signed a contract with Marvel. So I wonder if, yeah, he's I now, know. like he had to choose between the two or something happened and. He's going all MCU now. I'm not sure. Well, and James Gunn put out a statement, too, that uh, with it, well, it wasn't really a statement. I guess it was a statement, like, through Twitter. But he kind of referenced that, like, they're up for doing something with Henry Cavill. 
it just won't be Superman. Like the, the Superman that he's writing is like a younger version of Superman, not an origin story. They're not doing that, but um, it's going to be like him as a younger reporter in Metropolis kind of, but I mean, like, yeah, I mean, if you are rebooting things, you really can't have Snyder's stuff in it. Otherwise it gets way too confusing, but yeah, I was a little bummed about that, but I had to, I had to talk about it. With well, somebody. If they were, I tried to talk about were... Shada and she just stared at me blankly. <laughs> they replace him with liam helmsworth i am done with dc forever <laughs> oh god not liam anybody but liam well that's what i'm interested in now that's and i also heard just to bring back one more the dc rumors i heard that they've asked jason momoa to stop being aquaman after the second aquaman movie and to become lobo i think that's true because i've heard him talk about it before too I know, but it's kind of jarring. Like, I get it. He seems more like Lobo than he is Aquaman, but so it seems kind of unusual that he would show up again, because at least, like, with, like, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool versus Green Lantern, there was, what, like, five, six, seven years in between? Yeah, there was time, and... This is, like, (laughs) Aquaman 2 is out in theaters, and then they're like, here's the trailer for Lobo, starring Jason Momoa as Lobo. Even, like, uh, uh, Chris Evans as Mm -hmm. um, Johnny Storm, and then ends up being Captain America eventually. America's ass, and he did great in the role. Like he did, he it, did deliver. There was just time in between. Again, it wasn't like he was Johnny Storm one year, and the next year he was Captain America. There was years between. Well, that's the funny thing too about Jason Momoa is like Aquaman two still has to come out. It's I know, be like the last like bit of that world, and Shazam two is going to still come out at some point. And I don't know. I don't want all of them to go because I kind of like Shazam, but we'll see what. I'm. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be heartbroken if it was over after the second one, but. Yeah. Uh, I just want DC to figure it out. Just figure it out, bud. God. They they will. They're going to make Peacemaker the new Superman. He's going to be the central guy. He's going to be the new Iron Man for the DC (laughs) universe. I love the show, so that would make me happy. Everyone loves the show. That song, the theme song, if I'm having a bad day trying to get motivated, I'll play that song. And at work. And if I can even watch the video, that uplifts me even further with the dancing. You know, it all. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the rare shows where I'm like, you know what? I'm never skipping this. Right. Exactly. Very rare. And yes. Like agreed. we just finished the show Severance tonight, which I don't know if you've watched that, but it's amazing. That's a great show. But I skip the beginning every time because it's long and boring. Nobody can touch Peacemaker when it comes to the intro. Yeah, I agree that they did it right. James all right. Gunn, well, you trust. Enough of the DC talk. Time all to right. jump back into... 1992 for Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Oh, yeah. Of all the familiar sounds of Christmas, surely this one is the most beloved. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. My family's in Florida and I'm in New York. Funnily enough, we... Never lose our luggage. <laughs> Once again, the family that loves staying together. Can I help you? Reservation from McAllister? Couldn't be further apart. He's in New York. This is a vacation. Only two things could ruin this vacation. And they just hit town. Hiya, pal. Here, come and get me! Dad! 
this kid! Don't you know a kid always wins against two idiots? Oops. You guys give up? Have you had enough pain? Never! What kind of idiots do you have working here? The finest in New York. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. You wearing aftershave? That's kerosene. Now, why would anybody soak a rope in kerosene? Merry Christmas. I still find this movie super fun. I do, too. I think it is fun from top to bottom. I think that I love how they recreate a lot of the tropes from the original, a lot of the themes, a lot of the jokes, and just double up on them. And it still has the same kind of breezy fun that the first one did. Yeah, definitely the same movie. I mean, it it follows the formula of Ghostbusters 2 of just, (laughs) we're going to do the exact same outline that we did the first time, just do it slightly different. Exactly. That's what I was, I was wondering. I was watching the movie and I was thinking all the quotes that come out from that movie still for me to this day. And like, as I've gotten older, my quotes have changed, you know, from quoting Kevin now to like Uncle Frank is probably the one I quote the most in my real life. Oh, yeah. Do you you have a favorite person that you quote in the movie? I mean, there's so many good characters to go over, like who you would quote, you know, Buzz. Oh, I love love Uncle Frank. Um, I love the mom and dad when they're joking around in the police station. They're like, oddly enough, we don't lose our luggage. Has he ever been in a situation where he's been on his own? As a matter of fact, this has happened before. It's becoming sort of a McAllister family travel tradition. Funnily enough, we never lose our luggage. (laughs) 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 Was this a great sequel? Was it just a great commercial for Talkboy? Because you had that Talkboy, and I remember that thing being around and i remember like enjoying it for like about five minutes yeah and then i was like oh i can't make hotel reservations with this after i like no. this uh you can have it and it's pretty like unwieldy like compared to like a record for a recording device you know it's like it's huge it was it was <laughs> well i mean it felt huge when you know in, in our 10 year old hands but like <laughs> uh well yeah you like would pull the microphone out just like he does in the movie there's no need to do that it doesn't it literally doesn't do anything else but like making the voices deeper and you're just slowing it down. Like that's funny when you go back and watch the movie, I'm like, who falls for this? There's no way this would, I mean, this movie is so implausible now watching it. There's so many things I'm like, how dumb are all of these characters? What kind of hotel allows a child to check in alone? The boy had a very convincing story. What kind of idiots do you have working here? The finest in New York. But I loved every second of watching it again. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought it was still funny. Still, a lot of jokes made me laugh. Most of the jokes, all the quotes, all the memories. And like a simpler time again in America. I know I talk about yeah. it every time I'm on the show, but I'm like, <laughs> wow, airports are so fun in this pre-9-11 world where you're oh running God, to the yeah. airport. There's no security. All the people that work there are wearing uniforms and everyone's happy and there's no like metal detectors or people being grouchy. It's like, we're all going on vacation. Everyone in the airport's going somewhere. Great. Yay. Ali Sheedy's and, working there. And Ali Sheedy great. works there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird cameo. But yeah, if you, if I'm, I can't imagine there's anybody listening that has never seen Home Alone 2, but uh, Kevin uh, is with the family all the way to the airport, looks down to put batteries in his tape recorder. Talk boy 
follows the wrong guy that looks exactly like his dad from behind. He goes to New York when everybody else goes to Florida. Kevin's smart. He knows you don't go to Florida. That's just a bad idea. <laughs> right. And everybody else is going there. And I love that it's like pouring rain and like a super <laughs> time for everybody. It rains else. the whole time. Yeah. Like that that scene where they're all in the hotel or excuse me, the motel watching uh It's a Wonderful Life in Spanish. Yeah. Like around that little TV with like the junk food everywhere reminds me like every vacation I ever went on as a kid where we would end up spending three fourths of our time because of rain or boredom or whatever, trying to get ready, sitting in a hotel, watching a movie. And again, like this was before the days of streaming and all that. So, Oh yeah. The hotels had all the good channels, had the HBO. And I just remember being around the, the TV like that. And it's yeah, so funny. Like a review of movies that are basically <laughs> still in theaters. Like it's, it was great. <laughs> it was, I saw a lot of movies there. I wouldn't have seen otherwise, but I just, I don't, that's one thing I don't like about the movies, how they've invented this new storyline where Kevin has to have a Christmas tree. Like, it's a big thing. Like, this is yeah. a big deal to Kevin. I'm not going to a tropical climate with palm trees. I need a Christmas tree. Remember, Kevin's always talking about his Christmas tree. He's going to be by the Christmas tree. It's just a little, uh, doesn't need to be there. Just have him get lost again. That's fine. I love the uh, the fan theory that Kevin grows up to be Jigsaw from the Saw movies. I think it's based off of this one. Because straight up, Kevin and both Harry and Marv are trying to murder each other. Like, there is just straight up murder in their eyes in this one. It's crazy. I, I couldn't get over how, like, super violent this one is. Toss some paint cans down to greet them. Send the toolbox down to meet them. Serve the nails for Christmas dinner. Kevin is declared the winner. May I do the thinking, please? Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. The other one seems like cheeky fun, but this one, like, every time he hits Marv in the head with a brick, one, I laugh because Mm -hmm. I think it's hysterical. But also, I'm like, he's dead. You're murdering him right now. It's all a bunch of guaranteed deaths. I think I never thought I never put that together when I was a kid either. Like when uh, Harry gets well, Marv gets electrocuted, like literally oh, yeah. gets electrocuted and you see a skeleton, which for comic, you know, it's a good thing. But again, it's so many deaths. So like think about it, I was like, that's like more than nine lives than a cat. And also the, the violence in the eyes, like Harry and Marv explicitly say it. Like Harry explicitly says, let's get the kid on ice. Like let's take him down yeah. the subway, put him on ice. And like, I have a gun in my pocket. And if you make a move, you're going to be spitting gum out through your head. Sonny. Yes. Nothing would thrill me more greatly than to shoot you. Knocking off a youngster ain't going to mean all that much to me. Understand? Which again is like kind of a coded, like outdated term, like for putting a bullet in his what head. What a line, dude! <laughs> repeatedly, that's what we talk about, and it's so funny because then when Kevin gets away, they're like, "Eh, what are the odds he's going to get us? Let's go back to our, uh, yeah. our original plan of robbing the toy store that we just told him about." I don't know; it's kind of a funny shift. By the way, they're living uh, one of my dreams of staying overnight in a toy store in a little yeah. like playhouse. I've always thought that looked like the most fun in the world. It is. And that's and the sad thing is a lot of YouTube influencers do that now for likes and videos. Like they sash themselves in Target or Walmart or wherever and you know either make it's, a video and or get arrested. But I think the scene was planted with Home Alone 2 in these kind of movies where people would do that, right? The kids would well, do yeah, that. Well, yeah. And it was, it was one of my favorite Say by the Bell episodes too. And, and that was the Christmas episode. <laughs> 
I think when they're no, it wasn't. It was another mall episode though, where they were stuck waiting for tickets and then career opportunities with uh, those other people. I can't think of their names. I never remember their names. Uh, where they're in Target all night and robbers come there. Actually, that's also a John Hughes movie. Oh yeah, Career Opportunity or with Jennifer <laughs> Jennifer Connelly. Connelly that's uh, it. I never remember yeah, her name for some reason. Connelly. Yeah, that was that guy that was in uh, Frank Wa- Frank Wally Frank Whaley. He was yeah, in that's Pulp right. Fiction. From Pulp Fiction, yeah. That's what everyone remembers him from. What? What? <laughs> One thing I noticed when I was watching both of the movies is at the end, like I remember, I don't remember if it was last year or the year before, I remember actually getting kind of emotional at the end of Home Alone. I don't know why. It was weird. It, it never happened to me before. But then when I watched it a couple weeks ago, when the mom comes back and he's staring at her and he's just kind of glaring at her and then she says, I'm sorry. And then he smiles and runs at her. I'm like, you little sociopath <laughs> waited till she apologized. <laughs> yeah, he made her earn this. This was all part of his evil plan the entire yeah. time. This was not a coincidence. It was like he really was going to finally show his parents the second time what they had done wrong and that he was right and Buzz was evil and he's not the trout sniffer. He's that <laughs> little trout sniffer. But I never heard, I, I, never I heard anyone call family trout. not realizing Buzz is such a <laughs> too. Yeah, it's pretty obvious when you see the guy that he's a giant bully. Yeah. I don't know how. And his name is Buzz, which, I mean, it's up there for bully names. It has to be like number yeah, well, one or I number mean, what two. Were they, thinking? I, they weren't thinking. You know what I what I really noticed in part two this time around of casting was the missing oldest daughter. Do you remember her? She was in the first one, and she's the one that counted everyone. Oh, yeah. Counted for, uh, the, the kid. She from Cool as Ice. That's, that's exactly my point. She made Home Alone 1, and then she got too big for britches, made Cool as Ice, disappeared, <laughs> never saw again disappeared with, with vanilla ice and That's it was so funny because i was watching the movie with my son and he's like isn't that the girl from the poster you have in the basement <laughs> from with vanilla ice and i was like yes yes that's correct words of wisdom drop that zero and get with the hero <laughs> although i can't remember her name of course now that we've talked all the names i should have prepped that first oh but... yeah i i have the cast list up i wonder if oh no she wouldn't be on it because it was from yeah, from part two. Well, that's <laughs> another thing I didn't realize. I thought Maggie Smith was in this movie in Home Alone 2, right? Oh, I, yeah. I thought that she was the concierge front desk lady. Oh, they do look alike, don't they? They look exactly alike. They look exactly, they sound alike. They are pretty much the same person, except one of them is Maggie Smith. Yeah. And, I, and I, 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 I've never thought that, but now that you say that, she looks exactly like her. Yeah, I can't, I'm trying to find her name here real quick. because Dana Ivey. There you go. Dana Ivey, who I remember very clearly from uh, Adam's Family, the, the original Adam's Family. Oh, yeah, she is, ends up with It. Yeah, <laughs> and they have the kid, yeah, a thing. Or what do they call the kid? Welcome to our family. I can't tell you what it's meant to me, joining the Adam's clan. Have you met my husband, Cousin It? Cousin It? We've been so happy. And just as little Pubert arrived, we were blessed with our own little bundle of joy. (laughs) What? Oh, I I didn't say anything. No, that's the baby's nickname. What? Thank you. Yeah, I thought, I seriously thought that was Maggie Smith in both movies. I had no idea that Dana Ivey was a person. That's funny. Well, honestly, speaking of uh, Adam's Family, Again, Adam's Only Values, one of my favorite sequels. 
Like there's some there's some sequels that I just mm-hmm. are like they are so perfectly following the last one. Home Alone two is one of them. Gremlins two is its own mind boggling thing that I love so much. Uh, Ghostbusters two and Adam's Family Values. I think they're all like they're like my favorite sequels. I think I could see that, but it it sticks to a certain formula and the formula works and they don't yeah. go too far and they don't get too crazy and it doesn't make me cringe as much as sequels do these days if there are sequels. I don't know. Wayne's World 2. It's a great sequel. Not better than Wayne's World. Right. You know, it, it totally works. Yeah, I did. that one's it and does. Like, in its own weird universe. Standalone from the first one, pretty much. You know, and I think one of my favorite additions in this movie is we got Tim Curry, who is a welcomed <laughs> addition to the Home Alone franchise. He is. Him and, and peak Saturday Night Live Rob Schneider. Yeah. Great. Both of them play the roles perfectly. I agree. Like that blend in with the that that fade out with the Grinch smile with Curry. Oh, my God. How did he uh, I, He did it perfectly? I wish I could do that smile. It, it, it's so good. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Like when the light bulb turns on, when he <laughs> figures out the credit card, there's so many funny scenes. And he's credited as concierge. I don't think they ever say his name. That's a weird thing that happens in this movie. Oh, yeah. You know, they kind of. Yeah shove people's strange. names in like and like rob schneider is credited as bellman but tim curry calls him cedric in the movie yeah why wouldn't they do that that's weird and dana ivy is the desk clerk like again she should have a name and if you look at her badge her badge actually has a name and it says hester stone <laughs> kind of weird so we've talked about this before how like in horror movies when kids are in danger it, it you you do not enjoy that uh mm-hmm. how do the home alone movies do with you not a problem. Not a problem, not a problem at, all. at all. He's not. He's not in real danger at all. Uh, That's true. My six-year-old had some problems with it. She was very concerned what was going to happen to this boy. But obviously, she's never seen the movie forty-five times this year, <laughs> as I have. But it's definitely you know, not not as re- not as real danger. It's more like the horror movies where like actual bad things could happen. Right. That's what I mean. They do me. pull a gun on Kevin at the end and plan on shooting him in the face. Yeah. No. It's very true. I forgot there's an actual gun in this movie. Yeah. And the only reason they don't do it is because of the kerosene that's all over the gun. Yeah, it's gummed up, literally. But thank God that Kevin makes friends with a homeless woman who has pigeons all over her. The pigeon lady, which is a downgrade from the South Bend Shuffle Slayer, in it my really opinion. really is. Like, I didn't mind, like, I don't mind their friendship, but, like, that... I, it's a very scary situation. <laughs> it is. It's amazing what this kid accomplishes in, like, three days in New York city. Yeah. Like people, people spend their entire lives in New York city and they don't make friends with the homeless lady and they don't go to all the tourist attractions in one day. It's just amazing. Uh, he hits it all and he doesn't get kidnapped or trafficked or murder. murdered. I mean, but again, he's in the city for 12 hours and he actually bumps into the wet bandits bumps in yep. to Harry. I'm sorry. The wet bandits no longer exist. They are sorry, now the, the sticky bandits. bandits. Damn it. I was trying to uh, tell myself before this. Don't call them the wet bandits. They're the sticky bandits. How dare you? Uh, oh, it, by the way, I had tried to make that glove after this movie. I'm sure a bunch of, I'm sure everybody did at some point uh, with tape. I think I ruined a whole roll of tape. Uh, and it was very difficult because I move with my hands. <laughs> Right. I did not think that through. Pulled up a giant hairball. That was it. That's all you got. Yeah. No, it did. It did land. And I'm like, how did he have that on the whole time? Not thinking it's a movie. You dumb dumb. It's fine. I get it. Uh, I love the name, the Wet Bandits and the Sticky Bandits. My fantasy football teams are usually the Sticky Bandits or the Wet Bandits. That's the I name. love that. That's so fun. Did you see the story that came out recently with Joe Pesci that 
he actually got burns from this movie mm-hmm. on his I did head. See that. I could believe it. They put a damn blowtorch on his head. And when he does a little head sta- handstand into the toilet, the toilet? one of the most wackiest and funniest things I've ever seen because if my head was on fire, I don't think I would be like coordinating enough to do like a gymnastic maneuver. I'd just be like, oh, put my head down, roll. Yeah. Oh, he like does like almost a leap onto the toilet. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. <laughs> the giant hole in the floor that Marv falls through repeatedly it still makes me laugh every time. One of the most obvious traps in the whole movie and he just straight down every time. I love it when, when, uh, Harry has it like figured out. Like, wait, this is what happened last time. Like, just hold on a second. Like, yeah. with the paint cans and that giant pipe huh? comes and hits him right in the face. Like, again, that's murder. They, mm-hmm. I don't know if they'd be decapitated, but it'd be pretty damn close. <laughs> oh, they, their nose is broken 13 times. And that giant, giant tool chest falls down the stairs onto them. Oh, God, that would hurt so. I mean, you'd be, you'd be done. I don't know how you survived that. Yeah, but the bricks is still the most egregious of all. Oh, the God, whole time. yeah. Which at the time, I didn't think about it at all. I still, not until like recently, I didn't think about that. Like, that's a guaranteed death. Yeah, for it, sure. Hit, hit, hit with a brick from like a foot away is guaranteed could be a death. But from like six stories up, geez, I can't even, I can't even fathom this. Let's talk about the uh, him living his best hotel life, Kevin, uh, with all the all the food he could ever want, the giant mm-hmm. bed. I think the only bad part is that, you know, he runs into Donald Trump. Because I'm yeah. assuming that was Trump Plaza or a Trump hotel at the yeah, time. Trump owned it, and he he only agreed to let him shoot there, of course, if they paid him a lot of money and he could be in the movie. I, I heard Matt Damon talking about this. Like, they don't even have to have the scene in the movie, but they have to film it. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well that's, well, that's the thing. The saddest stigma before was that he goes to the World Trade Center and he's on top of the World Trade Center mm-hmm. taking a picture. And that was, like, the most, like, infamous sadness. And now it's, like... Well, the Trump thing might have yeah. might have eclipsed it. And what happened to the Plaza Hotel? Is it still in business? Nope, it went out of business. I don't know what happened there. It's a coincidence. Anyways, moving on. Uh, yeah. Fruit Stripe Gum. Do you remember Fruit Stripe Gum had a cameo in that movie? It did. Yes, the, the worst tip. gum gave on the him. planet. <laughs> it's good for five seconds, and that's it. <laughs> that's exactly my thought. That's exactly my thought. It was so terrible. And when Rob Schneider says he still has tip level from yesterday, that's not possible. No. That is movie magic. He it would have spit that out immediately. That is the only gum that I liked because I don't like gum because I think it's a waste of time. I'm like, I just want to eat it. I just want to swallow the whole thing. Uh, but Fruit Stripe Gum, I'm like, this actually tastes pretty good. But then it's gone, like, immediately. It is. It, it is. was the worst. But I love how both – I love how Kevin and Buzz give Rob Schneider that same tip. <laughs> yeah, like it's – McAllister family tradition yeah. they learned from their father. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Frank does the same thing. Well, how do you think? How do you think? Well, how do you think that Kevin's dad is so rich? Like that's the thing people always talk about in this movie too. Yeah, that's like McAllister memes every Christmas. Yeah, McAllister's endless wealth, and I don't know. I I don't care anymore. Like because again, this was definitely not the house that I grew up in a kid as a kid. You know, I didn't no, grow up in a house in the suburbs of Chicago with a giant family and on a vacation, especially at Christmas. You know, so. Where the, the whole, whole family fantasy. gets together. The whole, yeah, the whole entire, both sides. Like, both like why would brothers. you do this again? If, if <laughs> let's say you were the dad, you were the father in the first movie, this all happened. The next year, would you get everybody, the exact same group back together and Hell try it no. again? No, I'd be like, okay, Frank, you're staying wherever you live. Yeah. And my family is going to be here in our nice, beautiful house in suburban Chicago by Northwestern University. 
and we're going to have the richest Christmas we can at home. Not going to yeah. travel. Let's not. You know how Kevin there. hates Kevin and has to have a Christmas tree. We we're going to stay home for the Christmas tree. Yeah. Oh, the, I love the stupid Christmas program in the beginning of the movie too, where oh yeah, Buzz is picking on him and gets into a fight. But it, his singing, woof. <laughs> I yeah, I'm not saying the singing is good, but it reminds me of my Christmas programs as a kid when you get all dressed up and you'd be nervous and excited. Yeah, and fairness that something like that would happen. That's like <laughs> one of my childhood fears, and it happened to Kevin. So again, I understand why he was so angry when his family's like, you overreacted, you wrecked the Christmas program. And he's like, well, it's humiliated me. I understand that. And I understand why he did what he did, of course. And that's the movie magic. I like but how no one gives him the benefit of the doubt, even after never. the year before. You think they give him some slack for a while. <laughs> yeah, you think they would pick on Fuller at this point and leave him alone. Yeah. Like, But no, Kevin's just the whipping boy both, both times. It's amazing. Yeah. Speaking of Fuller, I love... That like he's fully taken in the reputation of guess what guys you know it I know it I'm gonna piss the bed right and it's gonna be great <laughs> that's still one of my favorite quotes and I use it a lot with my kids easy on the Pepsi Fuller and the second one they had to do they switched to Coke so they go easy on the fluids pal how great would have an Uncle Frank spinoff have been oh my god I, I want to know that man's life. They could do a whole TV series on that on HBO and, you know, make it make it pretty funny. Technically, Disney owns it. I think there's still time. Let's do a Disney Plus spinoff. Well, they already did that really crappy Home Alone remake that was I'm not even going to talk about. I hate everything about it. No, thank you. Another part that I think of a lot and I just want to live it is the the limo scene with that giant cheese pizza it looks like the best piece of pizza I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want my life just once. It does, and I'm laughing at Rob Schneider, like holding the pizza and introducing, like, yeah. sir, your pizza. And I was like, that's exactly how I want to get my cheese pizza like that. It, Chris it does Columbus look, does it so right. perfectly where I swear I can smell it. Every single time that moment comes on, I, I just, I want a giant cheese pizza like that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't usually like cheese pizza, and that one looks pretty damn good. It does. Mm. I and I, I'm assuming I like cheese pizza because of Home Alone. I don't remember when I started liking it, but it's got to be from the movie. Yeah, I think when I first met you, you were a pepperoni guy, and then you switched sometime in the, you know, early '90s. You switched over. Yeah. Are the Home Alone movies are they your favorite Christmas? Are they are they your go to Christmas? Uh, usually, I mean, Gremlins is up there. The original yeah. Gremlins, pretty fun one. People like. You know, Die Hard's pretty good. Not again, but the nostalgia, like I wasn't raised on Die Hard. Like I was, I wasn't either alone. I, I, I love it. I think it's great, but no, I didn't, I didn't grow up watching Die Hard. There's always the classic, you know, dial, dial code Santa Claus, AKA deadly games. We talked about last year. That one is a, oh, so a new good. classic that needs to be revisited every Christmas. I, so bizarre. You know, I've watched it with some friends and some of our mutual friends. And I think I'm going to watch it again with some work friends here before Christmas. I'd like to have a, a screening at my house and blow their well, minds very, with the French Home Alone. Very, yeah, very controversial. We talked about it on the podcast. Like mm-hmm. the director was, I believe, tried to sue Fox because they they said they stole the Home Alone idea or they stole their their idea for Home Alone, which they yeah. could have. I mean, it there are some similarities, but I feel like it's one of those where it was just close. Who knows? The idea is very similar. Like I feel like it's very yeah. much a Harvard connection versus Facebook kind of conversation. Like, <laughs> do you see any of my script in your in your script? No. Yeah. 
but like the idea you saw our idea yeah yeah it's, kind of like it's definitely one of those they got the winklevoss <laughs> twins coming after them <laughs> and show up at chris columbus's door still no i think no, they, you know it was it was fun watching it it was i was thrown off by just how vicious everyone is in this one like it's just, it, well and then like kevin going to his uncle's apartment which i you know good for him for navigating new york and able to find this run down apartment building i love that he has the time also to make his very colorful detailed plans yeah <laughs> i like the joke again of the brother that they don't see like i'm assuming that this is the brother yeah. that lives in france and has like left his place behind right and that his wife is named like georgette so like i've had the whole backstory in my mind like oh his wife is french and that's why he went to france for this job but it was for his wife <laughs> But yeah, but again, another thing, Kevin is able to navigate in New York City and find his uncle's house that he's never bounced on, that he's never been to, yeah. and makes his great battle plan. Again, with stuff that, I don't know, I don't think he's really leaving kerosene and all that other stuff laying around. Yeah, it's, it's dangerous. weird the stuff that's there. I mean, they're <laughs> doing a lot of different things throughout the house. <laughs> yeah, I, I never understood the whole thing about the garbage chute until like later on. I was really confused by that when I was a kid. Like, why do they have a giant tunnel going out of the house and then uh, oh yeah learned that's how you have to get the waste the stuff down you can just throw it down that i was incredibly tunnel. impressed that he was able to climb up it yes that didn't seem like the sturdiest thing to be able to climb up no and how to grip and how to get up there i don't kevin's an amazing amazing boy there is part of me there was a small part when when i watched it where i was like okay would i accept a, a reboot call of of home alone with Macaulay Culkin and the potential for Marvin Harry. Oh I gosh. don't know how it would work. I don't think it needs to happen, but I'm surprised that it hasn't with all the different stuff they've tried. Yeah, I I would. And I mean, and, and Macaulay Culkin's done it with commercials. I can't remember what that was a couple of years ago for the Super Bowl, but he did do basically Kevin again. I, I would pay a lot of money to see that, to be honest, like to see like, Kevin with his family leaving his son or daughter behind and then Marv and Harry's like grand, you know, I don't know, somehow they'd have a, a relative of Harry or Marv's yeah. getting or two, I guess, relatives for both of them getting revenge for their, uh, you know, parent, uncle, whoever they are. Like we're going to break in this in Kevin McAllister's house. Like, you know what I mean? That kind of scenario. We're going to get revenge. And the little they know Kevin's gone and his daughter's there and she's going to protect the house and do it all over again. I would pay money for that. I think Macaulay Culkin would, hopefully he's the scars healed from being a child actor and he'd be fine recreating the character. Again. I mean, he seems fairly normal now. I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to uh, revisit this one. I, 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 I wanted to do home alone. I think the first year, and then we ended up doing dial code Santa Claus, which I was so happy about. But I, I then, then when I got watching, I'm like, you know, I think I'd rather talk, about Home Alone 2 because it's just so kind of crazy at times. Like, just so, this is a weird way to go. And, like, him be becoming friends with the homeless lady was is nice, but also, like, kind of a scary idea at the same time. A and very then, scary idea. And, and I always thought they developed it more when I was younger for some reason. And then when I watched them, like, she's really only in a couple parts. <laughs> like, he doesn't really know her that well. No, about as much as the old man, I suppose. But well, the old man at least was his neighbor for like ten years. Yeah, like at least he had that pre-existing relationship. He was scared of him, but he knew he was just the guy next door. This is just some rando lady that's scaring him. Like, <laughs> yeah. then they're going to become friends, and then she's going to save him, and she's got her own little hideout and all that kind of stuff. And then he leaves, and it's like goodbye, my oldest dearest friend. Like, yeah, leaving goodbye. 
and I'll never forget you. And she's like, well, back to the gutter. Yeah. Back to the pigeon coop. Because <laughs> at least the, the South Bend Shovel Slayer had a character arc where he like, you know, resolved his differences with his son and yeah. saw his granddaughter. And it was a happy ending for him, too. I don't, I'm worried about that, that pigeon lady. What do you think happened to her? Oh, she definitely died like a week later. <laughs> she got bird flu. She died <laughs> a year later. They flew away. She froze to death. <laughs> she now, definitely didn't make it to New Year's. It was great. Once again, chatting with you yeah. about movies from our childhood. Uh, and and what, a, what a movie. I mean, how many times do you think we watched this together? Like, I would say probably tons. I would say at least 50 times. This one yeah. and the first one, probably 200 times. They were in rotation at my house forever. Hell yeah. And good, good all year round. A lot of people, you know, won't watch Christmas movies. I will watch this movie whenever... It, the thought comes into my mind because it's that fun for me. I don't mind. Yeah, I would watch this one. The first one, I think I would maybe save or for Christmas time or like a like a cold day. But this mm-hmm. one, for some reason, this is one like it, I don't think this one necessarily had to be around Christmas. This one they could have done at any time. Yeah, it seems it pretty warm in New York City while they're making this. I just got to say that. Yeah, well, they've actually filmed it in March. That's not surprising. Seems like that, but that's fine. It's all the illusion. It's movie magic. Let's just roll with it. It's crazy. Well, we'll see you next time for Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. I look forward to coming back. Yeah. Austin Powers, too. Thanks for having me on. The Rewatch Podcast is an Alpha Media production. Get out of here, you nosy little pervert, or I'm going to slap you silly.